Welcome to the Abundance Hub podcast. My name is Jessica Shembury. As an empowerment coach, mentor, and speaker, I'm dedicated to helping people learn how to live authentically in alignment with their values. I truly believe that everyone is capable of greatness. If you are looking for an honest and refreshingly down-to-earth podcast that can help you become the best version of yourself, you have come to the right place. Think of this podcast as your go-to weekly dose of mindset development. Get ready to feel empowered because the tools and strategies I'm sharing will absolutely change the way you think. Please visit theabundancehub.com to read more about my offerings and subscribe to receive a free gift straight to your inbox. Thank you so much for pushing play today. Let's begin. Welcome, welcome to episode five. I cannot believe I'm this far into my podcasting career already. <laughs> um, I'm so enjoying them and I'm so grateful for all of the feedback I have been getting so far. So thank you guys so, so much. And today I am hoping that this subject is going to be something that really a lot of you guys can relate to. And I know that my following, um, on Instagram and on Facebook and a lot, if not almost all of the people I coach are parents. And so this whole thing of, do you feel like you're failing as a parent is something that nearly all of us deal with at one stage or or another. I know that for me, I, if you don't know, I have a seven-year-old named Scarlett and I have a one and a half-year-old named Leo. And I know that there have been so many times as a parent where I have done things or not done things and felt like a failure. I've beaten myself up. I've, um, I've come home and I've, you know, yelled at, at Scarlett or smacked her on the bum in years gone by and felt absolutely so guilty. Or I have, you know, gone to pack school lunches and there is nothing in the fridge. Like there's no apples, there's no cucumbers, there's no snacks. And I haven't made the things I normally make. And I'm sending her to school with something that I would prefer not to be sending her to school with, you know, and I don't judge anyone um, and their decisions, but you know, the way I want to live my life. And especially when it comes to my parenting, I feel like I put so much pressure on myself to do parenting at a high standard And so, you know, when I had Scarlett, it was, I think, you know, it was interesting probably up until she was about two or three, I found it was really just about loving her and just making sure she ate and she didn't stink and, you know, (laughs) changing nappies, making sure they're sleeping, they're eating, um, they're clean, neat and tidy, dressing them up, looking cute and taking them to the park was kind of like my life for the first couple of years. But then I found that when Scarlett entered into the age around that three-year-old mark where she really had her own personality and she was wanting to do things and I was communicating with her and trying to teach her how to be a, you know, a happy kid, that was when I found my most challenging times started. And, you know, there's, there's so many things that we struggle with or that we can struggle with as a parent. And I know that anyone who's a parent listening to this is probably nodding their head saying, yeah, I'm so happy to be hearing somewhere, someone else talk about this subject. I listen to a lot of different podcasts and 
I do really enjoy the ones that are parenting based. Sometimes I find though that when I, like, I think there's two sides to every story. And so I'm just going to give you my opinion. And as you know, this is just me talking about my things. Um, what I find though, is that in, in parenting world on social media, you've either got the parents who love to do everything really well. So the role model parents, I would call them. And they're the ones that, you know, they always have their hair blow dried and they look fab all the time. And you might think I'm one of those, but trust me, I'm not. Um, but you know, they're all of their cupboards are labeled and there's no packaged foods in their home. And, you know, everything just seems absolutely perfect. And I love watching those mums do Instagram. I'm like, go girl. I'm loving how proud you are of being a role model parent, um, mother, wife, whatever you want to say. And then you've got like the opposite of that. The parents who are really like sarcastically proud of everything being shit crazy. Um, and I love following them too, because I feel like we all have those moments. Like I remember, not long ago <laughs> with Leo, I was walking him around the house. I'd just gotten dressed. I'd bought this kind of tight dress that I, I thought I finally looked good enough to wear. And I felt like everything was going great for me that day. And then I've got Leo on my hip and I'm walking him around. I'm about to get out of the house and Scarlett like screams at me. And she's like, you've got poo all over you. And I'm like, oh my fucking God, like seriously, you know, so we all have those moments. Um, trust me, they happen to me more often than not. We all have these moments where we like, we feel like we're winning. We feel like we're the role model mom and we feel like today's going to be a good day. Everyone, no one fought this morning and um, I didn't lose my shit this morning and I didn't yell at any of my children and nobody got threatened and I didn't have to blackmail anybody to get out the door in time. And then we have those days where we feel like literally giving up, where we're crying, you know, on the toilet because it's the only place we get some peace. If you're me though, I don't get peace on the toilet either. Um, normally one of my children is watching me on the toilet. I, I'm not like my husband where he gets to go there in peace. For some reason they don't want to bother him on the toilet, but they definitely like to bother me. Um, so yeah, we have those days when we just literally feel like our world is crumbling and you, and for me, I'm one of these people, I wouldn't call myself a perfectionist, but I really like things to be neat and tidy. I, when I look around my house and things are out of order, I see that as a sign that things aren't going well. So I like things be put away. Let's just say that. And I'm lucky I've got a really, really pretty home. And so, you know, if the kitchen bench has stuff all over it, it bothers me. I'm not one of those um, mums who I don't have my organization at, at a high, high level, but at the same time for me in my parenting role, if I, if I see stuff everywhere, it's just like, oh my gosh, we out, like we're losing the plot over here. We need to get this stuff in order. Um, I also think it's a pride thing. I've from a very young age, you know, even when I was like a little girl, I didn't like, we had a cleaner at one point that would come to clean the house when my mum was working. And I didn't like her touching my things because they were getting out of order. So I think it's definitely something I've grown up with, but I'm not a perfectionist. So I'm not going around, um, you know, with white gloves on looking for dust and I'm not, um, I'm not too fussed about my office. Let's say that, but the outside areas where everyone can walk through, I love them to be neat. And so for me, if I see things 
you know, out of control. Like I go into the laundry and I see all this clothes washing there. I just, I really, honestly, I just get into a bit of a state and I know that it's something I have to work on. And I constantly remind myself to, you know, refer back to podcast number two. Am I willing to see this differently? And the answer is yes. You know, is it really that important? We have so many clothes in the cupboard. It isn't that important and it's quite an easy job and I'm sure I can handle it. Um, there has been times when I feel myself, you know, looking for those one, two, three little things that are going wrong and it causes me to then become a mother that I don't really like. It causes me to start taking things out on my kids. And I think that's one of the worst things we can do because in the end, kids are just kids. They, they don't, they don't know what we know. They haven't been around for as long as we have. I know this sounds ridiculously simple, but it's not a nice thing. And we, and trust me, like, I'm not telling you this to make you feel bad. I'm telling you this to go, I've been there. I continually go there on accident, but I'm, I'm really aware and conscious of making better decisions as I go along. So when you're frustrated with things that you know are not to do with your kids or that they shouldn't be responsible for, like the washing piling up um, or the mess around the kitchen or whatever it may be, again, it's it's not their responsibility. So don't try not to become the mum that takes things out on your kids. But what I'm going to do today is I'm going to share a few things that have helped me and I want to share a story with you. Now, um, there's a disclaimer here is that my, when I'm, when I'm talking to you guys on this parenting thing about this parenting gig, I'm not here to stand up on a pedestal and say, guess what guys, I'm a great parent. You're not, I don't want you to ever think, oh gosh, she seems to be all over this. And I'm so far from this point. And I just don't know how I'm ever going to get past this shitty point I'm in because even the other day, I had a low day. I had a morning where I I was really losing my shit at everybody and I was tired and Leo was screaming and he just wanted me. So I'd sat on the toilet with him on my lap trying to do my daughter's hair and I honestly felt like I was failing in every single sense of the word and my energy was so it was disgusting, to be honest. It was horrible. And that energy completely rubbed off on both the kids. It was, it was not a nice experience, but it, it was something that, that happened. And, and it's just, it's just part of life. We have ups, we have downs, we have lessons, you know, um, and that's the way I saw it. I was like, okay, this is, this isn't great. I probably stayed up too late. I probably needed to be up early. I remember that morning I'd skipped my, my 4.30 AM rising. And, and so I just lost a sense of what, what I was coming from. And, and I actually didn't read my mission statement either. And the first line of my divine mission statement is, I, Jessica Shembury state that my primary purpose is being present and loving towards Ryan, Scarlett and Leo every day and consciously parenting with conviction and grace. Quality time with the ones I love is my highest purpose and also works in perfect alignment with my career path. So that I read every single morning reminds me that I am here. My primary purpose is to love the people I have chosen to spend my life with is to consciously parent with grace and conviction. And 
have quality time with the people I love and ensure that my career path aligns to give me the ability to do so. So because I'd done not done all those things, I became a bit of a monster mum and and I had a really low moment. Um, now, I could have chosen to beat myself up over that, but what I chose to do is, number one, know that Leo's a baby and he'll be over it soon enough, make sure I showed up better that afternoon, but I also decided to make an apology to Scarlett because she's seven now and she could understand that I was not in a good state and I said to Scarlett, I'm really, really sorry, honey. That was not a very nice thing that mummy did. Um, I was in a bad mood and we all do get in bad moods every so often. But at the same time, you know, maybe what I needed was someone to come and tickle me out of it or, you know, just tried to make a lighthearted um, comment around it. And I said to Scarlett, I'm going to try much harder not to do that in the mornings because I know that wasn't very nice that I was rushing you around and I was getting in a panic. Um, and I wasn't in a good mood and I was not being resourceful at all. So just getting it out, putting it out there that we are all human and I do not want you to take this in any way other than I can find some greatness within this podcast that I can now convert into my own parenting and family life. So I hope that makes sense. So I'm going to tell you guys a little bit of a story and this was one of those moments. It's not it's not even a groundbreaking story, but it was a groundbreaking, uh, it was a groundbreaking experience for me because I had an enlightening moment where I just, I just went, oh my gosh, like this makes so much sense. I don't know why I haven't been seeing things like this before. So at the start of the year, we moved, uh, we used to live at the other end of the Gold Coast and we moved down Burley Way. And so we needed to change Scarlett's school. And there was definitely a few times where she was kind of, um, oh, she wasn't thrilled about it. You know, she was going to miss her friends and she didn't know how she felt about all this change happening. But, you know, I did my very best to reassure her that everything would be fine. And, you know, just, just like she welcomed new friends last year, it would be no problem. And other people would welcome her. And, you know, we did our best to, to make that a smooth transition. And it actually was, I'm really lucky. Scarlett is one of those girls that she just, she's very resilient, but she just handles things. Like she just, um, I know the word for it, but I'll give you an example. Like, you know, she's having a bit of a, a thing. There's like girls going back and forth about something. And I said, what did you think about that? Like little friends of hers at school going back and forth about something. If you don't do this, I'm not going to be your friend or, you know, all these silly things. Um, And I said, what did you think about that? And she goes, oh, you know what? I just think sometimes girlfriends are hard work. And I was like, you're actually so right. Um, So for her age, I've got to give her a lot of credit. She's very resilient and she really does handle and she's got a really level head. Um, She's not dramatic at all. Like she very rarely cries unless she physically hurts herself and she doesn't sook at all. So I am really blessed with a with a child that doesn't do a lot of that stuff. Anyway, um, there was this one day when she came, it was either when she came home from school or she, she was leave, trying to leave for school. I think it might have been in the afternoon and she told me that that day, she next day she wanted to wear this leopard print headband thing to school with this big bow on it. And she goes to a public school. So I don't think the rules are as strict as what a private school would be, but at the same time, 
there was, you know, there's, there's dress code, like wear your school colors and your house colors and things like that. But she just is like, no, all the other kids are doing it. I want to do it. Fighting, fighting, fighting. And I just said, well, you're not, I don't want you to look scrappy. That's just not, I just don't like, I'm sorry, but you've got this beautiful new uniform. We've bought you the school socks. You know, I don't really want you to wear this shitty bow to school. Um, and she just kept on and on and on about it to the point that she started to get really, really teary. And, um, she was like, you know, how kids go <laughs> like that. Yeah. She was doing that. Um, anyway, then Ryan comes downstairs, my hubby, and it's like, you know, what's going on? And I just said, oh, she's being silly. Like she's going on about this bow. And, you know, I was being pretty insensitive actually, but, um, and then, she said, but why can't I wear it? Why daddy? Why can't I wear it? I just want to wear it. And he just said, because I said so, and that's it, you know, and off we went. And we just, we really just kind of palmed her off that day. And we just said, you know what, honey, that's that we're, we're not wearing it. So get over it. Um, I walked out of the room and I could hear her little, you know, her little like panting in the in the kitchen and I could I could sense like that I just hadn't been the very best parent that I could have been at that time. Um, I suppose the word that would come up for me there would be that I was probably being, well, on top of insensitive, I was also being really short-sighted and I was not giving her the time of day that I realized she really required at that point. So what ended up happening is later, I can't remember, I'm going to have to recall this better, but it was either that afternoon or later that morning or whenever, or the next morning, whatever it was, I decided to um, talk to her and, and sit her down and really give her my attention and ask her, you know, what, what was, what's going on with this bow and what, what could we do that would make you feel better about this situation? So number one, Whenever, whenever you're dealing, and what I've found is that this is such a really good thing to do with anybody in your life, but especially with your kids, is rather than just always talking down to them and telling them what to do, is to always think about questions you can ask because the questions you ask can reveal a lot. And so I said to her, you know, I'm, I know that you're still upset about the bow thing. What if we went out and bought some some bows or we in the few, next few weeks, we'll keep our eye out. If there's some nice bows that are a bit bigger in your school colors, would that make you feel better? And she's like, yes, but I still want to wear that other bow tomorrow. And so I said to her, can you explain to me a little bit more why this is bothering you so much that you can't wear it? Because when I took the time to kind of be more understanding. And, and number two, just come from a pure place of love and care. So let me put it this way to you. And, and you can, if you're a parent, you can relate your parent, your kids go off at stupid things. Like sometimes you just think, are you kidding me? Like I've got bigger things to worry about in life. Like, can you just back off kid, go and play? But what you got to remember is, and this is something that, again, I have just, I've developed these tools for myself and they work really well. And I've read lots of parenting books and there's probably one or two that I really like, but to be honest, a lot of the parenting books, it's like how to deal with this, this, and this. And I really believe that 
when you're having an issue with your child, you have to really understand a couple of things. Obviously, being compassionate is important. Going into things with love is important. But I think the biggest lesson when dealing with children is that you growing into a better, happier parent allows them to grow into a better, happier child. And so often when you react in the, in the, um, in the wrong way, it's because you're not being present. It's because you've had a bad day and, and downplaying their problems isn't a nice thing. So I don't want you to beat yourself up if you've done this because we've all done it and we'll continue to do it. I didn't have this day with the hair bows And then since that day and I got my epiphany moment, I learned my lesson that I've never repeated bad behavior and I've never had a weak parenting moment. But I definitely have better tools now because I was able to take reflection. I was able to sit back and I was able to say, okay, Jess, let's learn from this because that wasn't fun. So I asked her what it was was that, you know, was really bothering her about it. And And in that time, what I was doing is I was going into that conversation, being very, very mindful about how I wanted to show up as a parent. So I had decided that I was going to be compassionate and understanding. I was only going to come from a place of love and care. I was going to be soft and kind. I was going to respect her as much as possible, no matter what she said. And if you're listening, please take notes because this stuff needs to get ingrained into your brain. And, and the, the final thing that I had said, and I said it to my hubby, I said, you know, sometimes I think we forget that our kids are actual human beings with real feelings. I think we really downplay the fact that their emotions are actually okay to have, or they're actually legitimate, um, emotions. I think sometimes as adults, as parents, we're like, well, that's ridiculous. You can't get upset about a bow, grow up, be more responsible, be like, get get yourself together, but they can't because they're young children. And so their problems are as important and as legitimate and their emotions are as worthy to be felt as ours are as adults on different levels. So I asked her what it was and it, it had nothing to do with the bows, right? So I had missed completely that this was a cry for help. This was something that I needed to get into a space with Scarlett where I could be open and loving because it wasn't about the bows. It was about the fact that she'd moved to a new school and she was trying to find her way with her new friends. And there were a couple of girls that she really liked and they were wearing bows that were not school colors. And she felt that if she wore a bow, there would be a high possibility they might like to talk to her about the bow just like the Fitbit thing. Okay. So we got her a Fitbit too. Don't worry. But (laughs) you know, it's all about fitting in. And I don't know about you, but as a parent, I can definitely feel like times where I have felt like I haven't fit in, or I have felt that I wasn't good enough or I wasn't worthy. And so can you imagine if we felt that way, imagine how our kids are feeling. They're not equipped with all the skills we are. They're not equipped with all these strength muscles and all these personal development podcasts that we have. They're not equipped with any of that. All they're equipped with, all they are equipped with is their little baby emotions. And they've got to learn, you know, the, the, the experience for a child going through life and having all these emotions is to learn and to be able to, especially at the age of seven, you know, be able to reflect on the feelings and be able to go, okay, I understand that. 
and know, secondly, know that their parents do love them and won't judge them and won't downplay their problems. So one thing that I know is that for me, it's really important that Scarlett can come to me about anything. And, you know, when I was younger, I probably wasn't as open with my mom as I wish I had been. And we definitely have grown that um, openness now. So as an adult, as a nearly 35 year old woman, I, I'm definitely much more open with my mum now, but for me, I really, really want Scarlett to have a sense of trust with me. I want her to know that I will not judge her. And I want this to start from a really young age. And so I want her to know that there is no problem too small. There is no concern that she can't raise with me. So, you know, I talked to her about the bow and I said, look, honey, I understand. I said, but is there any of your friends that, that you think are really, really nice that don't wear bows? And she's like, oh yeah, yeah, there's heaps, you know, there's this one and there's that one and that one over there. And I said, and what about their hair colors? Are they all different too? And what about their school bags? And, you know, I just tried to, and I said, so if you had a cool bow in your hair and then someone else came up to you to play and they didn't have a bow in their hair, would you tell them that you wouldn't play with them? And she goes, no, silly. And she started laughing and I said, okay, cool. So what about these new friends of yours? Do you think they won't play with you if you don't have a bow in your hair? And she was like, probably not. And I said, well, honey, I think you've answered your own question there. You know, I think, I think you might know that it's probably true that they'll play with you anyway. And if you, you know, if you are a nice, kind friend, they will want to keep playing with you. Right. And so, you know, long story short, that, that was it. The problem was solved and she didn't have this need. And before we even had the opportunity to look out for bows in the shops, she was over it. Like literally she doesn't even wear anything to school except for hair ties now. And some days she goes and she does her own hair and it looks really quite scruffy, but it's fabulous because that's exactly, it's exactly her showing me that she's feeling comfortable She's feeling comfortable in her skin. She's found her place and I'm really, really proud of her for doing that. So um, I really hope that hearing that story has helped some of you. What I, what I did in that moment was I could have decided to do one of two things, right? So I could have, I could have got really annoyed at myself because I had reacted the wrong way in the beginning or I could just have simply gone, which is what I chose to do all right, Jess, how are you really going to show up for this? What are you going to do? You're a big girl. Like the wash, the clothes washing can wait. The dinner can wait. Like all that stuff can wait, right? It's the most important thing we can ever do with our children is build a a really trusting, loving, open, compassionate, understanding relationship. It's, I mean, and if any of you know me, I am the mum that wants my children to eat 5,000 varieties of fruits and veggies, organic Every day where possible, um, they don't drink cow's milk. They don't drink, eat a lot of gluten. You know, they, I, I'm, I'm up for all the healthy stuff. I love to put pressure on myself and I don't like the meeting takeaway. And I, especially when Scarlett was little, I'm a bit more relaxed with Leo. He, he got the lazy mum <laughs> from me, not the um, crazy mum. I went from crazy to lazy, but, um, yeah. So for anyone who knows me or has followed me for a while, you'll know that health is important. 
Um, and yes, a clean house is also important and all those things. But the most important thing we can do with our children is build a relationship. And, and all of that comes from us building ourselves up to a space where we don't become reactive and where we be compassionate and loving. And again, guys, I hope that this is coming across in a really down to earth way, in a way that you can go, okay, thank you for this gift. I'm going to focus on these words and I'm going to start showing up as the parent I want to be in the most important part of what parenting is all about, right? So the food can wait, the washing can wait, because if you beat yourself up over all that crap, you're never going to give yourself space to do the right thing in terms of communication with your kids because you'll be too worried, too flustered to even get to any of that stuff. So everyone responds to kindness in a positive way, right? So when you're a child, you've got to understand that kindness is the only thing they want. It's, it's really it. And being kind is being love, loving. It's showing love all the time. It's being compassionate. And it's also just about being a really good, a really, really good listener. Um, and I think one of the things that I try to do, and, and I, I'm good some days, I'm bad other days, I'm getting really good at apologizing though, and I'm getting really good at acknowledging when I don't do my best job. But being in charge of our emotions is something that can be really hard as a parent. And, you know, when when my one-year-old is literally like almost I'm dragging him around the home because he will not let go of my leg or he's just yelling ma, 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 but not in a way of like, oh, he's so sweet. He's calling mummy. It's like, please, God damn it. Would you just call daddy for once in your life? Because seriously, he's right there. And all he wants to do to do is be held by me, but I'm like naked trying to dry myself in the shower or I'm trying to brush my teeth or apply the three products of makeup that I use. Like the only reason I have eyelash extensions is because seriously, it is my, well, number one, my eyelashes are blonde underneath. So I look like an albino without makeup on. But number two is like, if I can't get my makeup done, at least I can feel half human getting out of the house because Leo is an angel child in so many ways, but he drives me up the wall. And, and when I get, um, when I get him on a bad day and he's now just started doing tantrums. So he throws himself on the ground and he hits his head and then the mum guilt comes in. And by the time I get downstairs to do everything, it's like, oh my God, I just want to like, I want to run out the front door some days. I honestly do. And so being in charge of my emotions is something that I'm working on every single day. And I find the easiest way to get back on track with that. Number one is having the great morning routine that I spoke about in one of my previous podcasts. I think it's episode three. Um, but on top of that, it's just, it's focusing on what you do have and it's focusing on your kids and what's good about it. What's good about the situation. Now, most people who have kids wanted them before they had them. (laughs) Um, and I say that with the most love, but we all wanted to have kids. You know, there's some people that struggle to have children. And I want to acknowledge that, you know, some people listening to this, if you haven't had children, I hope I haven't scarred you in any way, (laughs) but, um, you know, we all have frustrations and we all have times. Like I remember one day Scarlett said to me, because Scarlett was the one who actually, I suppose influenced us to have another baby because she was always like, I want a brother or sister. And, you know, we didn't want, we didn't, we weren't sure if we wanted her to be an only child. So we decided to have another baby. But I remember one day Scarlett said to me, 
You know, Leo can be a bit annoying. Sometimes I wish you could just put him back into your belly. And I remember thinking, me too, honey. Like that day I was like, me too. I feel the same way. Um, but again, obviously we love him. We love him dearly. And these are just the things us mums think, us mums think, right? It's not, um, it's just, we have bad days. So managing and being in charge of your emotions is number one. And so if you can just go from a place of frustration and from a place of everything's going bad, you know, how can I see this differently? The kids are healthy. They're just children. And I mean, the poor child, little Leo, I mean, how can I be angry about the fact that he's grabbing onto my leg when he's a one-year-old that he can't talk? Like he can't control his own bodily functions. (laughs) You know, um, he can't talk. He's, he's getting there, but you've got to picture yourself being in that position. You've got to picture yourself and the frustration you would have if you were a small human and you were hungry or you wanted to get up or you were curious about something and the people around you weren't responding the way you wanted them to. Like you can't say, mom, can you please put me up on the bench so I can brush my teeth? Mom, I'm hungry. I'm thirsty. I want to look at that bottle. So instead you say, Ah, ah, ma, more, 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 cry, 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 up, 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 man, no, 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 wah, 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 right? So again, this might sound so simple and even when I say it, I feel like, God damn it, this is so obvious, but it isn't obvious when we're in times of rage, when we're in times of anger and when we feel like bursting and when we're about to cry in the cupboard because we just can't handle it but reminding ourselves that these little people are humans. They have emotions. They need our love and compassion, respect. They need to be respected. Even the babies, you know, like just, just feeling for them and just going like, okay, I get it. This is hard work for us mamas, but, but this little child wants me. I'm so lucky that he wants me, um, makes me want to cry, but you know, they only look up to you because you decided to have them and and you're there to provide them with the love and the nurturing that they need. And so when you can switch, like I am physically crying right now, but when you can switch that anger into something like, I'm just so lucky that he chose me to annoy the shit out of instead of choosing daddy, you know, and sometimes it's hard to get to that point. Um, I'm just so lucky that they're healthy and happy and what a beautiful house we live in. I'm, I'm, you know, there's, there's nothing you can't be grateful for. Like there's, there's no, there's no space we can get to where you can't find something. And I get that sometimes it might be really hard and you might be going, well, I'm, I'm dead broke and we live in a shit house and I can't find anything to be grateful for. But if you're listening to a podcast and you've got drinking water, I'm pretty damn sure there's a lot of things you can be grateful for. So focusing on that and shifting um, from being from being in a reactive home and a, a highly strung home to going, I'm going to be accepting and I'm really, I'm really going to just accept and, and look for a perfect way to be understanding today for my children. So if some, if your child's tired in the afternoon, and they're slumping around. Like, what's a typical? Oh, look at you slumping around. Come on, do your homework. You're so lazy. Blah blah blah. You shouldn't be tired. You should be going to bed early. Or, wow, they must have had a pretty big day. What can I do here just to make them feel loved and nurtured? How about we go have a bath? Do you want to do that? 
Like, why don't we not worry about this today? Why don't we just try and get an early night? It's such a nicer way to frame things, right? And so we can improve. We can always look for areas where we can improve. Um, And we can always look for ways that we can help people, um, help, help people, help children feel more loved. And, and if you have a bad day, all you need to do is focus on the now because the present is the present. The past is already gone and the future is, you know, it's what awaits us if we're lucky enough. So don't focus on what you've done wrong. Just focus on moving forward and focus on showing up a little bit better the next day, because this parenting gig is going to be going for a long amount of years. And at every single stage, we're going to have different challenges. We're going to have different, you know, pull your hair out moments. And, and I hope that this advice and this, you know, this perspective that I'm giving you is universal enough that you can use it, whether your child's one, seven, or 14. That was a bad age for me. I I gave my mum a really hard time. 21, 30. I think that compassion, understanding, love, and respect can be, can be four words that, you know, you can't go wrong if you're coming from a place of love. Um, you can't go wrong if you're being compassionate and you're looking for how you can be compassionate towards your child. You can't go wrong if you go, I'm going to try and understand where they're coming from. I'm going to take the high ground here. You can't go wrong if you respect them and you give them your time. You stop looking at your iPhone. You stop worrying about what whoever B-class celebrity on Instagram, whatever they're selling or whatever they did today or watching endless Snapchats of people you think are amazing and who you admire yet do nothing for your life. Like honestly, put the phone down to turn the email off. Don't worry about the income you're going to earn tomorrow. When you've done a good day today, when you've had a good day today, just put the phone down, be present, come from a place of love, be absolutely grateful that these children are here and that they're yours and spend every moment that you can just being in that place of love and understanding because you just, you can't fail when you do that guys, you just can't. So I did have more. I had more to say, um, but I think it's a whole nother podcast. I think I'm going to have to do two on this, but I really hope that this little short podcast has been able to give you a perspective, give you a fresh look at, at the way you approach things. Number two, I hope that if you have a partner in your life, I really hope you let them listen to this, um, tell them how much it has profoundly affected you. If it has, tell them, that you'd love them to listen because you know that you've improved as a result of listening to it. Share me, share with me on social how this has helped, what challenges this has helped you overcome. Because together as parents, we can we can be the role model parents, we can be the sarcastic parents who have everything going wrong, who we love to watch because then we don't feel like we've failed, we've all failed together. But we can also be really empowered parents. And I think that's my place. I think that's where I want to sit. I don't want to be the perfect parent. I don't want to be the crazy parent who's out of control that actually almost basks in the in the fact that their house is it looks like a shithole. I want to be in the middle. And I think for me, the word empowered is how I want to show up. I want to be empowered that I know that I'm in control of the way I show up. I'm in control of these emotions. 
These children don't care if the washing is not done or if they eat toast for dinner and nobody else does. You can make up for it tomorrow. You can pre-plan. You can order some organic veggies. The children don't care about anything but you and the love you give them. They don't care about any of it. But love, compassion, understanding and respect, they all come for free. And all it takes is for you to put down the phone, put down the emails, turn off the TV and just be present with your kids. So with that, I hope you enjoyed it. Go and give your kids a hug. Um, It's honestly making me get teary every time I talk about this. So it's clearly a topic I'm passionate about, but Thank you guys so much for listening. So much love. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Abundance Hub podcast. Please screenshot and share it with your friends because living abundantly means sharing things you love with the people around you. If you post on social media, make sure you use hashtag the Abundance Hub. And if you'd like to help us, please rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. It really helps me get the message out to more people. Congratulations on taking time to invest in yourself today.